Hey guys, if you're looking to find other people in the community that you can relate to and just become friends with, good example is Cactus City Softball League here in Phoenix. It's an adult slow pitch softball league and they have many different levels. So entry all the way to experienced. They're a member of NAGA, North American Gay Amateur Athletic Alliance. They have sports all across the country, not just softball. Um, it's a good way to get some exercise and meet some new people. Check them out on cactuscities.com. All right, thanks. Hey guys, you're about to hear another out story. We think you will enjoy it. The nature of our podcast deals with sexuality and some uncomfortable situations. We think this makes the stories authentic, personal, and relatable. We try our best to keep as much of our guest story as possible. With that said, thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the outhouse. It's like a confessional. But without all the touching. We're your hosts. I'm Erin. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. Uh... Welcome to the Outhouse. I'm Erin. I'm Matt. And I'm Kelly. So we have Kelly with us today. And Matt, how do you know Kelly? So I played softball with Kelly, and I know him through the uh, Cactus City Softball League brew crew, and we played a couple tournaments, and we got in an argument at a tournament. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, but that's a, neither here nor there. I knew Kelly uh, had shared with me a story, and I said later when we started this podcast that it would be awesome to hear this because I wonder how many other people are currently going through or have gone through the same situation. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people I've talked to that get married, do the traditional thing, and have kids, pop out some kids, etc. And then later in life, when things kind of come apart, they have to come out of the closet. But and you hear the same stories where, oh, how did the kids take it? You know, what happened with the marriage? Were you, did you always know you were gay? So all these questions come up, but it's the same thing for married guys that come out. You retell the same story or the, or the guys tell the same story? Your stories are similar. Yeah, the stories are always similar. Okay. They're always similar. So we're going to ask you those same questions. That's yeah, fine. So, <laughs> so you should be well-versed in this story. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would like to know a little bit of background before oh, yeah, we get yeah. into the story. How did you, and well, first of all, the story that you're going to tell is between you and your wife? Yeah. Ex-wife. Yeah, ex-wife. Ex. Ex-wife. Okay, sorry. So so basically, my wife and I, we met at college, and I, I was this close to not meeting her, which I, I, looking back, I wish I hadn't have met her. There was a friend of mine, it was really cold in Cleveland, Ohio, and he said, wait in the car, I'm going to go out and talk to my girlfriend. Well, it was freaking minus 30-something degrees, and I'm like, fuck that, I'm going up, I'm, I'm not staying in the car, I'm freezing, so I go <laughs> up, and that's where I met her, and she was just kind of this, oh my God, you know, because I was older, I'd been in the military, um, she was 18 or 19, so I was like 25 or something like that, and so she kind of clinged on to me, and I didn't, like, I obviously didn't want her but it was one of those beard things where, oh, you know what? I can have a girlfriend and nobody will know that I'm gay and everything will be just so fine. So you knew. You oh, knew I knew. at the time. I knew at like five years old. Oh, like, wow. I had a neighbor, Jason Gorlaz, that I was just... <laughs> Anybody specific? <laughs> I'm not to say last <laughs> No, it's okay. <laughs> no, I can, I can name all the boys and guys that, that I've had crushes over throughout. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was like five years old and I just wanted to be him. I wanted to be near him. I want to sleep in bed with him. And it's not a sexual thing at that age. Mm-hmm. You're just, there's something where you just want to be with that person. You just have an affinity toward him. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a crush. It was a crush at like five years old. And I can't remember prior to that, but I'm sure there were, you know, 
like three years old, four years old. Five is still pretty early. Five is early, but I knew there was just something like I wanted to eat his pancakes the same way he ate them, and I wanted to have the same foods, and I wanted to wear the same clothes. <laughs> you wanted and, to live inside him. Yeah, yeah. and, and he, when he went pee, he dabbled his thing with toilet paper, and I wanted to do that. So I wanted to do all these things. The same. Wow, you guys you got to know each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, I met my my ex wife. And um, we didn't fall in love. She fell in love with me, and I was just literally being dragged through the whole freaking relationship. That's literally what it was. Okay. Um, just to keep the beard. She would drag me, and I would go wherever she went. I'd move wherever she went. And she wanted, to, you know, a kid. I'd give her a kid. And she wanted a house. I'd give her a house and cars and everything else. And I was just going through the motions. When you say, so I can keep the beard, are you saying, so I can be the man? And yeah, yeah. What so, society expects me to be? Yeah, like? so yeah. beard is just a terminology in the gay world where you're kind of hiding, but you're using the beard to hide yourself. Okay. Meaning that, yeah, she was, So you, she made me a man because I was with a woman. Had you already started being with guys? No. I. So I, you, had ne- you had never been with a guy? No. But you knew you were gay. Yes. And, and there wasn't a night that went by that I didn't think of a guy. Not one night. Every night. Thinking about being with a guy. How long did that last? Uh, 10, 11 years. That's a long that time. That is a long time. Every night. That's wow. a prison sentence. You know what? It, it kind of is. So your mind your mind goes, I never watched porn. I never played with any guys. Didn't do anything. I didn't want to go there. I wanted to... I had a family. I had cars. I had dogs. I had houses. I had work. I had... Responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to go there. So I, in my head, every night I would dream about it. I know we're getting a little bit ahead of the story, but I bet when you came out, you were fucking nuts. You know what? <laughs> I'm still a whore 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> You're making up for lost time. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are kind of getting ahead, but the first the first time that I came out, I was thirty seven years old, and then I was the first time. Yeah, the first time, thirty seven. Okay, no, did no. you go back in the closet? No, no, I mean, no, like the, the very sorry, first okay. time he the, told somebody. Uh, yeah, yes. the first time I told somebody, I was online. It was a uh, some defunct website now, but we started hitting it off, and he was talking. He was really gentle, really easygoing because I needed that. I just come out, you know, to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I needed sex. <laughs> right. But I did wait a year. I oh, told myself wow. after my wife left, I'm going to wait a year. But anyway, I met this guy online, and we went out, and we had dinner together, and we had a couple beers. And he was like, hey, what do you want to do now? I'm like, well, just come over. Right? And he was in my kitchen, and he's talking. He's just being very slow. He knew I was nervous. And he just kind of leaned in and gave me a kiss. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is it. Right? So fast forward. I'm in the bedroom. Why? We're oh, getting, yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, don't so, fast forward too much. <laughs> so, well, we start, okay, so we're making out in the kitchen for a little while. And I'm, in my head, I'm just like, holy shit, this is it. Like, I, this is what I've been wanting. So fast forward, we're in the bedroom, and he's naked, and I got this dick in my hand. And I'm like, oh my God, this it's is it. It's not yours. No, no, it's not mine, but, but the minute I put my lips on this, that's it. I'm gay. I'm out, right? That's yeah. it. So like, oh, shit. <laughs> getting closer. It's getting closer. <laughs> The anticipation is just building, yeah. So finally I did. I put my mouth on his dick, and I'm like, okay, I'm out. Like, this is me. I'm gay. I like it. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Well, that's good. At least there was that confirmation that you enjoyed it. Even though you knew you were gay, Uh until you actually did something, you could say, oh, I'm not gay. Yes. Beautiful. I mean, I've had some bad ones before, and I've heard bad stories. Yeah. About people, you know, having just bad sex, and they're like, ugh, that was horrible. That guy was great. Like, he... Mm-hmm. And I made him. I, I made him fuck me that night too, just to feel what it felt like. Wow. Okay, you just jump right in. He did. I was like, I'm doing it. That was. Um, and he was, was a, he was a bottom too, so he had a hard time getting you know doing it. But he was nice enough. We're like, okay, I'll you know. I get it. I'll right. pick up your butt. Um, that was very but. considerate of him. <laughs> yeah. Good. 
So your wife, going back yeah. to your wife. So let's talk about how that process came to be, or that circumstance came to be. Well, so it, it was my fault. She went out and she cheated on me, which in hindsight, at the time it was, it was horrible, it was miserable, it was very painful, it was very public, and I hated her for it. But then I realized, well, I wasn't giving her what she needed, and not because I didn't want to, just because it wasn't me. Like, things, I wouldn't touch her, I wouldn't hold her, I, I would avoid sex at all costs, and even when I did have sex, I'd have to get her from behind. It was just, I couldn't do it, missionary mm-hmm. style, just because it was like, okay, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The tits are right there. Yeah, her tits are right there. It's like, I'm looking at this <laughs> pussy, and I'm like, <sighs> so I, you know, at, toward the end, after 10 years, it was like maybe once every four months. Wow. Okay. It was, yeah, it was bad. And so I withdrew affection. I wasn't in it 100%. I was in it for the kids, but not her. I could. We were good friends, you know, but we just, as lovers, it just didn't work. So it was a blessing in disguise that she cheated on me because she came home one night and she said, hey, you know, I've been cheating on you. And at the time, I was like, oh, my God, what the, get the, you know, get the fuck out and everything else. But then I realized, holy crap, I'm free. I'm single. Mm-hmm. You know, and my sister came down. She was helping me out because I was kind of mentally out of it. And she was trying to get me on these dating sites, you know, the the... E-harmony. E-harmony and things like that. So I went through the, the that process, just kind of going through the motions and pretending. And she'd be like, hey, who'd you meet? I'm like, oh, I got this one lady that emailed me today. I think I'll ask her out. <laughs> so you were still pretending. I was. I was okay. still pretending. And um, so obviously that didn't work out. But I found the first time I saw, because I didn't do porn, right? The whole time I didn't do porn. I was in, in the closet. And I, I, I didn't want anything to do with it. But the first porn I found... Oh my God, it was just two bears and they were just fucking the shit out of each other. And they were like grunting and moaning and everything else. And I was watching that. I'm like, oh my God, that does happen. Thinking, I didn't know if it was real. Is anal real? It sure is. It was, oh my God, it's real! <laughs> <laughs> so you were on a mission after you saw that. Yes. That's that's pretty much when I signed up for the chat boards and stuff like that. It was about a year later. So I was pretty excited. So was the, the anger towards your wife still you playing the part? Or was it genuine? When when she came home and said, I cheated. Well, no, it was genuine anger. Okay. Because the only rule that I ever had for her, I was, pre- I was pretty liberal with how I treated things, our relationship. Um, and because I knew that I was gay, and, and I didn't want to restrict her in any way or pretend like anything above and beyond that I was gay. So I said, I don't care what you do. Just don't ever cheat on me because I will leave you. That's it. That's my one condition. So kind of unconditional love. And she knew up from the get-go that if she cheated, I'm gone. Have you guys had a conversation about the civil conversation about this since? Well, that was 10 years ago. Okay. So we, we don't speak anymore. She's uh, she's not a nice woman. She's, okay. just, she's a horrible woman. And we still deal with each other because I still have one kid that's under 18. Okay. So two are gone. They still have one, so we don't talk. When we first started talking, it was civil, but she, when I came out of the closet, she went out of her way to be mean. So how did you come out of the closet to her, specifically? You know what? I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I came out to, okay. <laughs> I was dating Sergio at the time, my partner now. I was dating him, and he was a woman to my kids. So they would say, hey, Dad, you know, you're looking a little glum, and we hope you meet somebody. And then finally I met somebody, and, and her name was Sarah. So Sergio was Sarah for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And the kids are like, oh, I want to meet Sarah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so even my best friend, I told him, I'm like, yeah, I met this girl. He's like, all right. You know, that old. <laughs> Still behind the beard. So after a while, Sergio, because Sergio was giving me all the good advice. He was saying, do this, do that. And I followed none of it. Absolutely none of it. And it came to me in the ass because I had to out myself and at the same time tell them that 
Sergio, who they knew because he'd been coming around as a friend, was Sarah. So double whammy. So I told my son, and he just lost it, cried, started running away from the car, and I did it one by one. So we were in a group. How old was your son at that time? Uh, he was probably 11. Okay. 11 or 12. And then my middle daughter was probably a year and a half younger. She took it the same, but not as bad. Mm -hmm. And then my youngest, she was like, okay, can we get ice cream now? (laughs) She didn't care. (laughs) She just wanted her ice cream. (laughs) So did they want to call Sergio Sarah? No. No? No. They were, they didn't want anything to do with him. And and to this day, they still don't. How did Sergio take being called Sarah? He had to have known, right? Oh, he knew, yeah. And he was... I mean, he was against it. He thought that was the worst thing. And again, he kept giving me advice on, you know, don't call me Sarah. Just let them know I'm a friend. We'll deal with the gay thing later. You know, and I, I followed none of it. Do you wish you had followed it now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I did the same thing through the divorce because my best friend was a divorce lawyer at the time. And he was giving me all the advice in the world. And I took none of it and just got fucked every which way. Wow. Not, not a good fuck. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to think what. Where does this go? I mean... Yeah, so you didn't actually really come out. Well, I came out to my kids. I, I think I came out to my best friend first because I called him and I was crying and I remember being at work and I went to this little room that had a phone. That was really all it was. And I was just bawling. I'm like, Gil, uh, you know, I'm gay. Can you still be my friend? He's like, yeah, I'll be your friend, but you got to keep fucking lying to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was his response. That's actually a really great mm-hmm. response from someone. So then I think I came out to my parents. I don't remember the order because it was so long ago, but I came out to my parents, and Sergio came out to his parents at the same time. And we wrote letters because our thought was, look, we're not going to get on the phone. His parents are ultra-conservative. Not going to get on the phone and argue with them and, you know, go through the whole process over the phone. We're just going to write them letters, which we did. And they're very similar letters. And then FedEx them. And literally, I'm at work. I'm hitting a five, refreshing my browser. Waiting to for see if delivered. they've been yes, delivered. Yeah, like, delivered all day long. And I, went, I remember hitting it and see delivered to my dad. I'm like, <gasps> I can't go back. Yeah. Like, I, I can't yeah. go back. In hindsight, I'm like, why was I worried about it? But it's the postal version of a dick in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So literally like five minutes later, he's calling me. Because at the very end of the letter, it said, hey, when you're ready to, you've digested this and you're ready to talk about it, give me a call. We'll we'll talk through it. But give yourself some time to, you know. And five minutes later, he's calling me. He's like, okay, I still love you. That's awesome. Yeah, that is great. And I thought wow. he was the one who was going to disown me. I really did. Mm-hmm. My mom was the other way. I thought she'd love me and whatever, and she disowned me. Really? Really? Yeah. Like, That's so strange. I mean, strange. I still talk to her once every couple of years, but... Are they still together? There's who? Your mom and dad? No, they're, they're divorced. Okay. Were they at the time? Yeah. Okay. They were divorced at the time. That's a whole other story there. I just know, I asked that question because I know some people whose parents got divorced Mm -hmm. as a result of their child coming out to them because they couldn't agree on how they felt towards their child. And so it, you know, drove their marriage apart. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, that's a huge impact. That's more weight to be put on a person coming out. You know, I read the the first response a parent goes through is, I did this. I caused this. This was my fault. Exactly. Yeah. I can see how that could happen. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You blame what? The video. The, the bear video? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my undoing. <laughs> Until that moment, you were always straight, right? Well, no, I was always gay. I was yeah. pretending to Yeah, be no, I'm just yeah. teasing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I came out to my folks, 
I came out to my best friend. I think I came out to my kids third, and by proxy, she found out from the kids. I yeah, didn't of course. Because you know what? At the time, I was like, it's not even your fucking business. Mm-hmm. And that was just the way I treated it. Did she try and call you right away? Oh yeah. And did she then blame oh, she everything? Was mad. No. Okay. She was good about that. She she I think she recognized that. Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. I get it. Do you think so, she had an idea? When she you did. She even asked me when my son was probably like two, three. She asked me we were at the computer in one of the rooms. She's like, "So, when are you gonna tell me you're gay?" And I'm like, Ooh. "Really? I'm not." Well, because at the time I hadn't done anything, so technically I wasn't, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was able to get away with it. I'm like, "Oh, I'm not." And so my dad, eight more years, about eight more years. Yeah. You guys were married, and she probably thought that. Yeah. yeah. There's, I, there's no way she didn't think. She just didn't bring it up. And it's funny because her brother's gay. Oh. So she kind of... Is he cute? No, oh, no. I'm just kidding. He's like, no. He's ultra conservative. <laughs> ultra, ultra conservative. And about 400 pounds. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's... So it's funny because he was in the closet. was so knocking around. And we knew. We knew. And he wouldn't. And he, his his boyfriend, which he called his roommate, they had a one-bedroom place, was just this effeminate little twink. Nice guy. But just flaming. And we're like... Mm, your roommate <laughs> just come out of the closet so he did come out of the closet eventually but he's still ultra conservative which boggles my mind yeah yeah that was weird okay I mean in your face ultra conservative yeah that or always just boggles my to mind too yeah like, don't even talk to me because your your vision of this world is gross that was my story like before I realized I was gay mm-hmm. I was kind of in that boat but then I don't understand now I don't understand me back then so I don't understand how Oh, you're like you the ultra-conservative? Back, mm-hmm. back, back, back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but now I, I can't imagine. Doing I, it. I think it's hiding. It's literally hiding because you see all these conservatives that get caught with, you know, the child molestations and the bathrooms and, and all these things. You don't it's really hear too much about the liberal congressmen no. getting busted. No. no. Because I don't think they care. And if they were, they're going to be who they are, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's just from my perception. I have no data to back that up. <laughs> is that one of those <laughs> no, libel? No, I just like to point out the fact that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I do that a lot. So your kids, you said, uh, still don't want to meet Sergio. No, no, they 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 lived with him. Oh, they just okay. don't want anything to do with him. Okay. Uh, and and it's really it's a shame because he's a really good dad. Um, he was the one because I was in a mental funk when we first got together. All this shit going down. He would literally feed them. He would make sure they had socks before they went to school. He literally by Maggie, get over here. You got to put socks on. Mm-hmm. And I would just let her go out the door because I, I was just I, I was not a good place. <laughs> so he became the father. But they hated him for it because he was Sarah, he was a gay dad, and, you know, not their mom. So he, he took a lot of shit, and he dealt yeah. with it okay. He, there were a couple of things that he did that weren't quite right, but he was a good dad. They hated him for it because they didn't get away. But with me, like, I'd let him eat ice cream for breakfast, watching TV, and late to school. I didn't give a fuck. And he was like, uh, no, ice cream in the kitchen, you need to go get your socks, there's your lunch money. But he was very attentive to that, and they hated him for it because it's... Oh, I'm sorry, I just interrupted you, but just so you know... I had a stepdad come in, same thing. You know, we got away with everything before mm-hmm. my stepdad came around. I was eight when they got married, when my mom and stepdad got married. Until I was 23 years old, I called him Tony. And at 23 years old, I started calling him dad because I finally realized yes. how incredible he was. And he was the one that I would ask my mom, hey, can I go over to Sonso's house? And he would answer, no, you cannot, not until you do A, B, and C. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck you, you're not my dad. Yep. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> But now he is my dad, and he's the only person that I call my dad. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll come around. 
Uh, you know what? So my oldest is 21, and I had lunch with him a couple weeks ago, and I, I literally told him, I'm like, you were a real dick mm-hmm. during the whole divorce and through the process and everything. And he, he was like, yeah, I was. Different person now, but... <laughs> so maybe he's he's in the process of he getting is, there. but certainly won't have anything to do with him. I keep telling him, you know, he's changing. I, I can hear it. I've talked to him at lunches and stuff. He's changing. He's a different person. He's got starting his own family now, but oh, Serge cool. won't have anything to do with him just because... They really treated him like shit. Some of the court documents that they lied about, wow. they were talking about him hitting them and stuff. He never <laughs> laid a fucking wow. finger on my kids. Never. Oh, yeah. That's, t- that's hard to get know, over. Yeah. We're reading this court documentation where my ex is trying to get the kids. Mm-hmm. And we did so many things. And we're like, whoa, what? What? We never did any of this stuff. It was horrible. They treated him like shit. That sucks. Poor Sergio. Yeah. And he, he did all the right things. I mean, a couple of things that were a little questionable where he'd yell at him and say some things that, you know, like as a dad, you wouldn't do that. But, but he was probably under stress as well. Oh, very much. I mean, living with you. Oh. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still fight. Really fighting on the way to the softball this morning. <laughs> no, fuck you. No, fuck you, you bitch. <laughs> That's just relationships. Yes. What would you say to somebody who is in the same situation? Just come out. Just come out. Don't even wait. It, it, I, I literally felt, and I don't know if this is right, wrong, or I felt like I wasted a lot of years. Mm. I'm sad to say that, but it's true. It's like my, half my life was wasted being the person I'm not. And today, it's just amazing that I can be open and honest with everybody, and I don't care. And it's not like I don't care in a bad way. I just don't care. If somebody says, oh, faggot, okay, that's your opinion, bye-bye. I don't need to be friends with you, but honesty, I would lie my ass off to keep in the closet. And nowadays, I don't care. I, I tell the truth, don't care. And I offend a lot of people because of it. It was shit for a while, but in the end, you still have a relationship with your kids. Yeah. You now have uh, another relationship. So mm-hmm. it seems like you came through it and now it's good. Yes. But what if that had not happened? You mean if I'd kept married? Well, no, no. Well, you would come out and uh, somehow your, your ex had gotten. Full custody, oh. and you were never able to see your kids again. Yeah, it did come out okay, yeah. you know, but in the end, I would have liked to have been the homosexual my whole life and out and proud and all that good crap. You wouldn't have had kids? No, I wouldn't have had kids. I mean, is there a part of you that you're being recorded? You yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> being a parent is hard work, it and is it hard sounds work. like in your case. They made it even more complicated by lying and things. So I can understand that that would make you question, like, what would life have been like without the kids? Maybe it would have been Uh, more blissful. You know what? Okay, so to be honest, I see people, gay people that don't have kids. They're, you know, driving the best cars and they're living in the nice houses and they're going on the best vacations. And I do envy that because I I pull in 33% net. After all the child support and the med- wow. medical and everything mm-hmm. else, so it's thirty three percent is what I'm pulling in. That's not much. It's not much at all. Yeah. And so I drive a shitty car. We live in a shitty place in the apartment. So it has its downfalls, but so <laughs> I don't have to edit so you. Apparently, if I, if I had to go back and do it again, I would not have the kids. Yeah. I would not. And, and you know, I've told them. I've been honest with them, and I've told them. And they took it the wrong way, and I see why they did it. But I basically said, I should not have had kids. And they were like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, think about it. I'm being a gay man. I shouldn't have had kids. I stick my dick in a butt. That's not going to give you kids. And it was kind of a... Now you're a scientist. Yes. You yeah. can tell how that all works. Yes. Yeah. If you stick Just wait until butt, they reroute it, and they put a uterus in a man, and yeah, everything's yeah. still, you know, a it'll happen is. down the road. 
Butterus. Butterus. Yes. Well, it's like uh, Bob's Burgers. It'll happen one of these days. Just wait. Yeah. Science will progress. A sexual transplant? Uh, yeah. yeah. I bet. Would it have been different, you think, if you had come out earlier when your kids were a lot younger? Yeah. Would you have definitely. had any of those issues that you had now? Probably not. Okay. Probably so not. So maybe timing. Because my younger daughter didn't get involved in any of that. She was... She never argued. She never did anything bad. She was never against it. So she just grew up with it. She didn't know anything else. I mean, she was so young that she just, okay, dad's gay. Right. You. That's awesome. Yeah, the other two had a hard time just because, yeah, so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It would have been easier. So other, uh, any other out stories that are, you think are have played into this? I mean, did you have somebody, like a mentor? I, I had nobody. I didn't know any gay people. Um, my parents weren't. They didn't have any gay friends. There you was had nobody. your brother-in-law. Yeah, but he was in the I'm closet. Just... I could, there was no, you couldn't approach him with that. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. technically, yeah. And, and we call him Aunt Andy as his roommate. <laughs> 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 I couldn't. There was no way I was going to broach that. Yeah. You know, say, hey, Aunt Andy, how's that, you know, how's that dick sucking going? Can I yeah. get in a little bit of that? <laughs> you know. He advised you. So I we had to go it alone, and Serge had nobody either because he had uh, religious parents. They were they didn't even want anything to do with me for the first three years until he had his aneurysm, and then the, and then they were forced to deal with me because we're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Serge is in a bed for twenty one days. They're there. I'm there. I'm washing him. They're watching. Fuck you. Uh, best story ever. Is it turned out to be really good because now we're close. Right. They, they, I think their thought was they were going to come in and they were going to see me in pink boas and, and you know, feminine and, and doing all that typical what you see on TV. Mm. And when they saw me loving him, you know, washing him, taking care of him, feeding him, everything else, they were like, oh, okay, he loves my son. You know, and they're not, I, I think they're okay with it. They're, just, they're not excited, but they did invite me out. I got to go see their house and I stayed with them and, you know, met some of their family and stuff. And then his sister died, unfortunately. We went out there once. And we were in the hospital for the mom. And as we're walking out, his mom grabs my arm and, and she's got her arm through my yeah. you know, through my arm. And I'm walking around. We're just talking. And Serge and his brother are just behind them going, what the? What, is that mom and Kelly in ours? So it was a good story. That's awesome. A good story. That yeah. They, yeah. So when he came out, he had a hard time. He had a hard time until that moment because he would talk about me and he refused to go see them unless I would go. They would invite him out and say, yeah, come on out. No, nope, not unless Kelly comes. It's good for him. Yeah. 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 So that aneurysm was actually a really good thing. Ish. Yeah. Except for that aneurysm thing. How does, how does sports, because you're on the softball team, you're, you're doing that. How does that uh, help somebody like establish a community? I think I just led you into that. Yes, you did. How do you establish community when you're on the softball team, Kelly? Are there like 10 to 12 well, other people you hang out with? So I can tell you that, that when Serge and I tried to find groups, because we were in the house, we were by ourselves, we were out in freaking White Gilbert with all the Mormons, and there was nobody gay, and we didn't... So we were trying to find stuff to do, and we found bowling, but it was just boring. This is not us. This is so not us. So we actually played softball on the team that Serge worked for, but it was a straight team. And they liked us there. They were okay with it, but it just wasn't the same because you couldn't talk the same language. After five years of being together, we were like, God, there's got to be something that we can do. And so we found Cactus Cities. And my God, it was just friends after friends after friends. And we made so many relationships and so many friendships out of that that, that now we have just, we can go to anybody for anything. Right. And it's just incredible that that family. I, I I don't know if I'm explaining it right. No, I get. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. having been on the team, I understand. Yeah, it. but you 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 don't have to pretend to be anybody. You can be yourself, and you know somebody's gone through it. You can ask for advice, whatever. So 
Yeah, it's softball, but it's so much more than that. That's awesome. Is it only for men? It, it, no, it was for women, but we did away with the women because they, they started shrinking and okay. showing up. So we finally said no more. I mean, if, if you want to get enough teams, we'll bring you back in. We're not going to keep you out, but you got to commit because we were getting two, three teams and they were playing each other again and again. We're like, no, we're not doing this. And they refused to play the men. And you're on the uh, softball board. Right? Yes, I'm the assistant commissioner. So you're involved. I mean, it's, there's yes. ways to get involved other than just team. You, it can suck you in, right? Yes. Oh, they did. They sucked like you in. and that first time with the cock. <laughs> I keep coming back to this. You know what's funny? I'm so proud of that moment. <laughs> I slept with him again, probably two months later, and it was the worst experience ever. Really? Yeah, it was horrible. Huh. It was just horrible. Well, you were talking about how you were having a really difficult time, like you were in a mental funk. Was oh, yeah. that solely as a result of going through a divorce? No. Or was that a result of you coming to terms with who you were? Are? Yeah, I think I've always had like mental issues. Not, I'm not crazy. I'm just... Uh, depression sets in a lot. Um, anxiety as well. And I remember going to my mom when I was probably 14 and telling her... And this was a huge thing. This wasn't... I mean... Outside of being gay, the next biggest thing was I have anxiety and I have depression. That's like hard to come to terms. And so I told my mom and she said, looked at me and she's like, oh, it's in your head. Get over it. And yeah. it crushed me because it's it, it, it's debilitating. It really is. Um, it makes you feel like you are crazy, right? Like yeah. you're making things up and what's yeah. wrong with me? That, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All, all the time. Um, but then you get older and you realize that, that mom is kind of fucking nuts. Dad's a little crazy. Oh, my sister's. She should be committed. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> does. <laughs> and you're going along this family line. You're like, oh my god, my whole family is fucked up. So I got on medication for a while, just just a little pill, just to get me out of the funk, and it worked. It was like amazing. And then I learned. I literally learned and read books on you know how I should be thinking and feeling. When in reality, you know, I'm thinking, why am I scared from that person over there in a social, you know, in a group or whatever. Why am I being anxious because of that? Mm-hmm. And I realized on the pills that I don't need to be. And so I got off the pills and I'm much, much better now. Okay. But that funk was there the whole way until I came out and I finally got some help. So in a way, coming out cleared up any mental issues. It was huge. The, the, the being in the closet kept me down because I wasn't allowed to be the person I was. And I wanted to be so much more. But I had to be the dad. I had to be the, the, the husband. I had to be the, the worker that brings home the, the bacon. And when that was gone, holy shit, I'm living life like I should. And it's great. And one little pill to help me out. Yeah, and great. I don't mean mental illness. I mean, I think I misspoke there because no, it's anxiety. Is, it is mental illness. It is a, that well, is, is that like classic. a chronic condition? Yeah. Okay. It's, called, it's called behavioral health. They don't... Well, they do kind of, but yeah. it's a behavioral health issue. Yes. Okay. That's a lot nicer than mental it is. illness. Because that's why I work for behavioral health. Which is a lot nicer than fucking crazy. Yes. Okay. Yes. But my mom is fucking crazy. She's not. She doesn't have behavioral <laughs> health problems. She's, she's been diagnosed nuts. as fucking crazy. She's never met a neighbor she's liked. <laughs> she's, her neighbors all hate her. She moves from house to house to house, and they just... After a while, you know, my mom's like, oh, fuck that neighbor. Well, Ma, you kind of, you know, put your trash on their lawn. And, you know, that's probably the best way to make friends with your She's going to end up on the uh, investigation discovery show, Fear Thy Neighbor. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, coming out did help me get through the, men- the uh, depression and the anxiety. I bet the anxiety had a lot to do with that. It did. Just because you're you, living... You, 
Yeah, I was always afraid that somebody was going to out me. Yeah. And I remember, oh, God, I just remember the story. I was at a party with my wife, and she was over talking to the other ladies, and I was playing some kind of card game with the men. And three, there's four of us at the table, so the three men got up to go do whatever men did at the time, and I sat there at the table because I didn't want anything to do with them. And I looked at the piece of paper that was right here that we were keeping score over, and I flipped it over, and it said something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, Kelly's a fag. Mm. I was like... Oh shit! And that's yeah. the, you're like, oh my god, you know. Now if somebody did that, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> okay, you drive big time. You'd be like, yeah, big time. Bend over, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no Let's idea. find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, being out it was like the worst fear. But now you're on the other side, and you're like, fuck it. Yeah, and there there's some people that are in the closet that I chat with um, on like Grinder and stuff <laughs> that are asking me questions. And I answer them as best I can and, and be honest. Tell them, look, come out. And on your own when you're ready, but come out. Don't wait. Don't. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, you very much for sharing your story. Um, <laughs> I'm speechless. I mean, there's parts of this that I will listen to and go, oh my God. <laughs> Did he just say that? <laughs> <laughs> he just said that. He repeated that. <laughs> and then he reminded us of it several minutes later. Uh, it reoccurs. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> Recording. Hey, everybody. We want to hear from you, your comments, suggestions, and your stories. So don't be shy. Reach out to us on Facebook by searching the closed group, The Outhouse Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Outhouse Podcast. On Instagram at The Outhouse Podcast. Or you can email us at The Outhouse Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure to tell your friends and everybody you know about us so that you can spread the word for us. Share us and like us on your social media accounts. And then also please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and on Google Play. Yep. But you can find us directly at theouthouse.buzzsprout.com. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.